Community Focus is a look at events, issues, and initiatives happening in and around the Brainerd Lakes area. Community Focus is produced by Hubbard Radio Brainerd and broadcast locally on 106.7 WJJY. Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas along with Tess Taylor. And today our guests are Sergeant Neil Dickinson, Public Information Trooper with the Minnesota State Patrol, and Tom Nixon, Regional Coordinator for Toward Zero Deaths. Gentlemen, welcome back to Community Focus. Good afternoon. Thank you. Good to have you here. Thanks. Well, spring is trying to break, uh, but Neil, we were talking before we started, it was a tough winter here in Minnesota, especially for the State Patrol. It was. um on record, we've had 22 State Patrol squad cars that were rear-ended at, at crash sites already this year. This um, year. This year already. We average low to mid-20s per year. So that kind of puts it in perspective what kind of winter season we had. Yeah. On our view from the State Patrol side, um, record number of squads. hit. So we had, um, in the month of February alone, we had 15 squads just rear-ended that's just crazy that is sad and obviously february was a tremendously snowy month and i bet a lot of these were during snow events where you've got you're already stopped at a crash site probably and people aren't slowing down and moving over that's the bottom line what we're seeing is um you know when people see our flashing lights ahead the state law says slow down move over for us Mm -hmm. So what we try to do, all law enforcement, if there's maybe a rollover crash or a crash um, up ahead, if we have extra officers out there, we're going to stagger our squads further back to warn uh, approaching motorists to slow down. There's something ahead. So that's the key here that I want to get through to people is when you see uh, a squad on the side of the road with its lights on, they might not be investigating a crash themselves, but that should be an indicator there's something ahead. Mm-hmm. Slow down. Um, increase your following distance. Make sure your headlights are on. Um, because that's what we're seeing when we're getting hit out there, or almost hit, is when people come up on us too fast. Right. And then by the time they need to slow down, it's too late. They start to brake, lose control of their car. And then we're getting hit. Um, or we've had some serious close calls this year. I've had a, a close call this year, already a couple of them here, just this last winter myself, dealing with crashes. And really? It uh, makes my hair a little bit grayer um, when I have days like that, um, but you just want, I just want to get that message out to everybody. It's, Please slow down. I, nobody intends on hitting us. I get that, yeah. right? But there's so many steps you can take to be proactive and, and be safe out there. See the big picture, right, when you're driving. And, and you know, I gave the presentation to uh, around the, the area here to, to local high schools on new drivers and their parents mm-hmm. come in. It's called the point of impact presentation. That's one thing I really talk about or hit on in my presentations is for the new drivers because they might not know what to do when they see an incident out there the roads are glare ice the speed limit might be 55 for instance and if it's slippery out there that's too fast right we all have a a duty to drive with due care that is a law in minnesota yeah slow conditions down yes and and i can't say it enough please everybody that was i mean just the the first couple months in february here that's you know way too many squad Mm -hmm. cars have been hit Fortunately, there's just been minor injuries for the troopers, um, but, you know, we've there had cars. There shouldn't be any. <laughs> and, and that's one thing, too, that, you know, we want to talk about. If you're involved in a crash, to assess what's going on. If it's on a, a higher speed road, like 371, for instance, or Highway 210 here, get your car out of the lane of traffic. If it's blocking the lane and you're able to move it, get it out of the lane of traffic so you don't get hit mm-hmm. and get back in your car and put your seatbelt on. Yeah. So if you're 
car is hit, you have at least some protection while you're in that car. Yeah, that's a good point. And, and as long as we're talking about it, I know it's a law, the Ted Foss move over law uh, applies to these situations. If there is a lane to move over, you need to do that, right? It is. And, and Ted Foss was a Minnesota State trooper that lost his life in 1990. That's where this law came from. A distracted driver in a, in a commercial motor vehicle was, was the fault in that crash. But it's the same thing. We don't want anybody being distracted while they're driving out there. I mean, because something like this can happen so fast, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And, and we all have to do our part and be a defensive driver out there, right? Yeah. If we're doing everything we're supposed to be doing, obeying the speed limit laws, wearing our seatbelt, not driving under the influence, not driving tired, not driving distracted, we're going to be able to possibly avoid crashing or if someone else makes a mistake on the road we might be able to avoid that crash as well if we see it coming before it happens mm-hmm. so that's why we what we should everybody should be a defensive driver out there yeah hey real quick before we get off that subject distracted driving uh this is still a bill making its way through the legislature it sounds like it has a good chance of passing doesn't it it has made it through the house with uh, a majority a bipartisan majority that uh was favorable mm-hmm. and it's headed over to the senate um they spent a lot of time looking at the the judicial uh, implications and how that's going to work uh, going forward. But it uh, it definitely has its potential to get passed this year. And for the sake of um, enforcement standpoint, it makes that, that job easier to enforce that law. Mm-hmm. But hopefully it, it just simplifies what our perception is that it, we shouldn't look for what we can do behind the wheel. We should be looking for what we can do safer behind the wheel. And, right. and just yeah. removing that phone from the hand is where it's going to make a difference. And, and, the, and for those that aren't familiar, that's what the bill is basically doing. It's saying you cannot have that phone in your hand when you're driving. Correct. Yeah. And like I said, like Tom said, that would make it a lot easier for law enforcement to enforce this law mm-hmm. if we see a cell phone in the hand, right? Where obviously now if you're over the age of 18, you can answer a phone call, right? You can do one touch dial and actually call out too. That's not illegal. Mm-hmm. But, you know, with this, it'll make it a lot easier, I guess, for law enforcement right. to look for those type of violations. Well, you have the smartest listeners listening to this radio station. So, you know, we can also have this uh, thought too that it makes it easier for that decision to decide, well, you know, was I looking at my phone for the time or was I texting or what? what's the difference between one task over another? They're all dividing your attention. So this simplifies yeah. it. You don't have to decide what you were doing. You just don't do it. Yeah. You just don't pick up the phone. Yeah. There's a there's a billboard down by St. Cloud that says, um, I think if I have it right, it's even drivers um, that text hate drivers that text. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, when we, when we think about that, AAA did a study a number of years ago that um, 53% of drivers thought they were better drivers than the average. Mm-hmm. So someone was not right in that, you know. I mean, yeah. we we all think that we we've, we've got this figured out better than we do. So um, we just have to advise ourselves and our people around us that we can do better. And yeah. I've got to ask: Are they teaching this to like little kids? Because back in the day, when I mean, like we're talking kindergarten and first grade, it was wear your seatbelt. You know, always wear your seatbelt. And I don't know, my six year old, I picked up my phone just to turn it on and look at the time, and she might have said, "Mom, don't text and drive." I was like, "Geez." <laughs> And I felt like that was, back in my day, it was put your seatbelt on. And are they teaching it to the kids this young already? It is getting um, in the doors. It's mm-hmm. not consistent. It's not part of any formal curriculum okay. yet, although we're working on that with this new revised Safety Town effort 
There's some public health groups that have uh, developed um, the backseat badge is what it's called, and mm-hmm. they just give these stickers to these kids, and they're the backseat badge. Oh, like she it. is the best backseat driver ever. <laughs> yeah. um, we know that that is a distraction at times if we're arguing with our children in the vehicle, but um, <laughs> reality is we're we're setting a big example, so yeah. that's important. That's and one thing I'd, I'd like to touch to, too, when I, when I give these presentations to the new drivers and I talk to the parents, they've been watching you drive since they've been in car seats, right? So uh, if yeah. you have bad habits as a parent driving, Oh boy! More than likely, that your child has probably been watching you. So if you're texting and driving or not wearing your seatbelt, you know maybe they're thinking, "Well, it's okay if mom and dad are doing it, right?" So we have yep. to look at ourselves as well and 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 those put away parents. those those distractions because we want our new driver to be as safe as they can. Yep. Right. And so learn. we have to be a role model too when it comes to that. Good point. Yeah. You mentioned seatbelts, and we have a seatbelt enforcement coming up. Do I understand that right? Yeah, the month of May, usually it's uh, May mobilizations, what it's called. That's a, a real, we take a hard look at seatbelt use. And, and um, Tom sees the stats too, and we're seeing it out on the roadway. We got about a 94% compliance rate, maybe a 92. So we're in the 90s right now, but we're still have that. It's not 100%. And, and we're still trying to educate the motoring public on that 6% or 8% that we're, we're seeing out there that's not wearing their seatbelt. And it doesn't take much of a, of a, higher speed crash to to lose your life or get seriously hurt right where are those seatbelts i'm here to tell you guys it works seatbelts mm-hmm. do work with the airbags and the, in today's technology with with uh you know the computers are assisting now and, and making our cars a lot safer but if you don't wear that seatbelt, your chances of being seriously injured or killed i mean they're going they're going way up when it comes to even even a slower speed crash or a rollover type crash those belts keep you in place, and that's what they're designed to do. Mm-hmm. Most people wear their belts by that number. That's what that is. And unfortunately, sometimes think, well, people, uh, they hear that number, like, well, then most people are doing that right. We don't have to worry about belts. Mm-hmm. Nearly half of our fatalities annually are not wearing their belts, though. Isn't so something? it's that risk behavior. They're willing to drive a little faster, not wear their belt. Um, and it's the risk you imply to everyone else in the vehicle. And if you're someone saying it's my right or, or you know, what have you, well, if you survive that crash and, and now you're in long-term care for the rest of your life because you're mm-hmm. you're not able to care for yourself due to your injuries, now you're burdening someone else at that point. Right. So, yeah. you know, belt use is important, but most people are buckling up. And like you said, the kids, they're hearing it and they're reminding us right. it's not the issue it once was. It mm-hmm. just it, it falls in line with our crash data that that does show up. Uh, that's one of the behaviors people need to change. Okay. And, Neil, when you do that uh, seatbelt enforcement, you're not only looking for it, but issuing tickets to those that aren't wearing them. We are, yes. I call it educating the driver. But, in, in a, you know, anytime we stop a vehicle with the state patrol, the license plates recorded, any contact we have with the drivers or occupants, that's all stored in our in our database, our, our, pro, our system that we have. So let's say a, a trooper stopped that person, you know, maybe a month prior and maybe gave him a warning for maybe a seatbelt or warning for anything. So if I currently stop that vehicle, now I can see what the troop, the previous trooper did and what kind of uh, action did he take, a citation or a warning. So you can see if, uh, if a written warning was issued and all of a sudden you're stopping them for that same violation or they're not getting it, now you can see where a citation is warranted. So, but there, there is a push in law enforcement because we know the top contributing factors why people are dying on our roads, yeah. and seatbelts is one of them, mm-hmm. you know, along with speeds, driving impaired, distracted driving. That's the stuff we're really focusing on. So, you know, how can we get through to that driver? It is a state law, and you have to wear your seatbelt. 
You know, mm-hmm. if you like it or not, it is a state law. Right. Um, if you don't like it, don't drive. <laughs> you don't, well, <laughs> in driving's a privilege in Minnesota, <laughs> it right? Is. It's not a right yes. that that uh, some people maybe think so. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you mentioned going to students too and doing presentations. Uh, Seatbelts is part of that presentation too, right? It is. Um, we really push the seatbelt use. We have a new video the Department of Public Safety along with the State Patrol just uh, released. Mm-hmm. And, and this can only be shown by state troopers because there's copyrights on the music. Oh. I show this in the graduated driver's license, the point of impact presentations that I do. There was a letter that was sent out to pretty much all the high schools in the state of Minnesota. If anybody in that school district is interested in showing this video to their students, mm-hmm. a state trooper will come in and talk about what we're seeing on the road. This new video is a uh, fatality crash that happened down in southern Minnesota where four teenagers were in a car. Mm. Um, three of them decided to take the seatbelt off. The car rolled. Tragically, one of them died. And, and I think it's... It's a really good video that shows the impact not only on that family that lost their loved one, the kids that were in the car, the driver. It affects law enforcement that responds to this, the first responders, fire departments, the school districts. They had a couple mm-hmm. people from the school come in and, or talk on the video and shows how it affects the other students and, and you know just the school itself. So I think the video is very well done. So if anybody that's listening uh, works at a sc- uh, school district and you're interested in having a state trooper come in, and show this video and talk about uh, maybe distracted driving or seatbelt use. We're there to help, right? It's a good time of year, too, with prom yeah, we season. Have, yeah, absolutely. We have prom yeah. season coming up, you know, a lot of spring activities, mm-hmm. and, and uh, we just don't want to see anybody get killed or seriously injured. But we're really, we focus on, especially with the young drivers now, and getting them to drive the right way the safe way when they first get their driver's license. Leading cause of death in Minnesota is ages 5 to 34 is traffic crashes. So when we Mm -hmm. look at preventable crashes or preventable incidents, preventable things, Uh, if you're wearing your belt, if you're driving like you should be, you know, those, those instances just improve the outcome so much. And, um, Sourcewell, uh, this last year I wrote a grant and was able to receive $100,000 for some PR equipment. And one of the devices is a seatbelt convincer that I get to use um, where you, you buckle into this and you accelerate down a sled five to seven miles an hour and come to a sudden stop, hopefully convincing you to wear your seatbelt. And when Five I, to seven miles per hour. And it's it. Yeah, sometime I'll bring it by the station here I and let you guys try. give it a try. <laughs> it's, uh, but what's funny, I mean, you think that's not very fast, or what can it do? But when you realize that, think of if you're going even 20 or 30, what about 70, you know? Consistently, I have positive feedback from yeah. that. And um, that. with our 371 project, we're going to have an event along 371 someday that we're going to have this out there so people can give it a try. So. Oh, wow. Right. Let's talk more let's, about yeah. that because that is officially underway. It we is. had you here a couple of months ago and you were talking about it. It's happening. It's happening. Yep. 371's corridor from uh, Fort Ripley to Walker is the is the, the limits of where their extra enforcement and education will be coming. But um, to date, uh, we have over 100 extra hours of focused enforcement along that corridor. Um, that's been just about 300 stops. And, and that means if you're doing something that you shouldn't be, they're going to have that discussion. They're going to have that uh, um, opportunity to visit with you and explain why your behavior, not only on that road, but every other road needs to be changed. Mm-hmm. Because um, it's much better to have that discussion than, than to respond to that crash later. So, you know, that ounce of prevention goes so far. So where we see where our plans are, distraction is the behavior Neil had mentioned before is one of the things we're going to see a lot of focus on. But as always, belts, speed, 
and uh, uh, impaired driving are other components to that. And, you know, drug driving is another component that uh, has, has been found to be more prevalent than we ever thought uh, not long ago. A recent uh, um, look back at numbers here, Baxter PD reflected on that half of their DWI impaired driving um, um, arrests this last year were drug driving. So really? when we when we think mm-hmm. about what people are doing behind the wheel and on the road that we're sharing, um, there's there's some behaviors that need to be changed. And so mm-hmm. we're going to educate about those. That's what these opportunities are, along mm-hmm. with other things. But most people do it right. We just need to get the last, the stragglers to get caught up. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. just to clarify, because of the extra enforcement, you said we're going to talk to you. We'll, we'll uh, um, maybe give you a warning. But you also write tickets if it's uh, egregious. The, the plan is to change behavior, and that's where they'll make the decision. And, and like he was referring to, uh, if there's something in the notes that this has been had before, um, well, actually, I'm not going to. I'm not going to answer for Neil. How do you, how does that get? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We like I said, we want to make sure that drivers getting the message that you know um, through if it's through a citation. Hopefully, that we don't want that violation to to continue. Mm-hmm. So that that's our focus. Anytime you know, we're just patrolling, or especially with these extra enforcement yeah. campaigns, we're really stepping it up and, and trying to let everybody know. And we're looking at the areas where do we have a lot of serious injuries, fatality crashes, or crashes in general. We're focusing on those areas, see if we can change behavior in there. Because even with just having uh, just a traffic stop, let's say on Highway 210 or 371, Mm -hmm. people driving by us are probably thinking, okay, I wonder why that person was stopped, Mm -hmm. right? Maybe that'll that'll click in their head, their mind that, you know what, maybe I need to slow down or wear my seatbelt and avoid distractions. So just... Driving by us, I think, maybe is an effective tool as well. well just seeing in, in, your presence there is, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we've talked about that. It's, <laughs> it's human nature. Yeah, we, we tend to tighten up, uh, behave a little better when we know someone's watching. Let off the gas just a smidge. That, that area <laughs> also will see some extra DNR enforcement uh, looking for those ATV riders along the oh, trail system there for okay. um, the, the change in the DWI this law this last year. Uh, there's some clarification that's maybe coming through in the legislature now to tighten that up, but they're they're going to be looking for those behaviors um, on and off the road, but within the right of way. Remember, any time that you get behind or operating a motor vehicle impaired, it doesn't matter if it has a motor and it's it's self propelled type of thing. Anywhere in the state of Minnesota, you can get it uh, arrested for driving under the influence, so. even on the water. Even on the water, yeah. even even te- technically cutting your grass mm-hmm. yeah. with, with a riding lawnmower. So you just wow, yeah, and that's what the you know law is pretty general when it comes to that. So right. we just like I said, we just want everybody to just be, be safe. safe out there, right? Yeah, very good. All right, we're gonna we're running out of time here, but gentlemen, we appreciate you being here to talk about these safety issues. We thank you for what you're doing, and we hope everyone will stay safe on the roadways. And just one final question too: When if uh, schools are listening and they want you to you guys to come in and show that video, what's the best way to set that up? If you're in the Brainerd Lakes area, just uh, Google. Well, the letters that went out to the high school should have a contact okay. number and a, and a, and a uh, person that's on there. If not, just Google your local state patrol office. There should be a general number on there. Okay. Call that, and uh, the, whoever answers the phone should have that information for you. Perfect. Very good. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Our guests today, Sergeant Neil Dickinson, Public Information Trooper with the Minnesota State Patrol, and Tom Nixon, Regional Coordinator for Towards Zero Deaths. I'm Ken Thomas, along with Tess Taylor. That is today's edition of Community Focus. And don't forget, Community Focus is available anytime on our website at 1067wjjy.com.